Hey, I'm Jeff Reed. I'm Greg Killian. And this is the From First to Last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Last podcast. It's a podcast where my friend Craig and I we get together each week and we work our way through a director's theatrical filmography from the first film all the way through to the last. And Craig, it's our first film for season four. Yes, it is. Do you know what else it is? No. It's our fiftieth episode. Yay! Yeah! 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 yeah. <gasps> What a great time it's been for 50 episodes. <laughs> Actually, been. without counting how many episodes. episodes, it's 50 episodes. Oh, wow, man. That's pretty That's pretty damn hardcore. Yeah, it's cool, that's isn't it? pretty hardcore, man. I can't believe it. I think last count that I checked, we clocked about 90 hours worth of Hot <laughs> damn content. shit. Crazy, man. That's crazy. So thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, Mom. We love you. Big shout out. Big shout out, yeah. I know it's really not my All mom because my mum doesn't know how to use a phone but hey, <laughs> or even a podcast. And my mum is just always saying, that Craig Killian. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from him, please. Make sure you... <laughs> Protect your ears, Jeffrey. Protect your ears, Jeff. Um, so we're so keen. This is the first film of Craig season four. Craig makes baby Jesus cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you make him laugh. Um, <laughs> Craig, do. what director are we talking this season? We are talking about Carnahan Joe. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. Joe Carnahan, man. Love it. Love it. We had a great week last week. We had a chat all through that episode about his career. Man, mind-blowing. Still is mind-blowing, man. Spent all week just thinking about how crazy his career's been. Yeah, and so we've got a director who's got six films. Yep, six films. Uh, it should be a quick season. You would be... Potentially 12 films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, um, just thinking back on that last week's episode, you know, there was so many big projects that he spent, you know, 18 months on yeah. at a time working and yeah. developing. And so Joe Carnahan by no stretch is a lazy director. No, no, he's, no, no, he's, he's constantly out there, man. Work, 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 yeah. work. You gotta work it out. So I'm so keen because this week we are talking a little film called Blood Guts Bullets and Octane. Yes. Um, if you've never heard of that film, that's okay. There's a lot of sense to that. Um, I actually <laughs> didn't know it was Joe Carnahan's first film until we started talking about doing him for a podcast. I had never ever heard of this film ever in my entire whole life. And I actually did a bit of research as well, Craig, just to try and prove that possibly it wasn't his first film <laughs> and it was a student <laughs> film that we could uh, not look at. I'd always thought in thinking about his career that Narc was his first film. Yeah. And um, because when you hear people talk about Joe Carnahan, they talk about how Narc is an incredible film. Yeah. So early in his career. Um, and so I thought it was one of those stories where he just out of the gates did something ballistic. Yeah. You know, um, not quite the case for Blood, Guts, Bullets and Octane, but yeah. that's all right. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're here for. We're here to talk it out. That is what we're, we're here, here to for. Hash it out. We're here to hash <laughs> it out. So, Craig, no messing about. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Let's, let's be as fast and blood and bullet and octane as this is. <laughs> let's get octane. Can I say, I, until last, oh, probably three days ago. Yeah. 
could not find an ounce of information on this film. Oh, which totally makes sense. Totally um, makes sense. I would be very quiet if I, I made this. I found a few pieces here and there, but really there was absolutely nothing. And then I stumbled across a website from 1998. Oh, really? That is still functioning. It, oh, wow. Does it like have it like an AOL freaking shortcut on it? Craig, I was able to download the trailers off it. Oh, wow, this is old school. Had and, it like in the little blue thing down the bottom. And yep, so we'll put that up. We Actually, I'll put one up. I'll put one up for the social media we're recording before I've put <laughs> the trailer up, but people can have a look. The trailer are actually uh, ad-libbed little things where the actors talk about the film. Hey, I'm the director, actor. Yeah, I saw a couple of the trailers. And they pretend to beat each other up and stuff in the trailers. So I saw the trailer that talked about um blood. Oh Good. yeah. Yeah. Bullets. Hockey. <laughs> 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 so uh I found that website and then I found another one which actually just had a really great interview from Sundance Film Festival in 98 when Joe Carnahan was oh, releasing cool. this film. So it was really um, it was really interesting. So I'm very glad because this could have been a very quick episode. Yeah, just, <laughs> so yeah, we're done. <laughs> I'm going to take you all the way back, Craig, all the way back to 1996. Oh, 96. Yeah, Joe Carnahan had actually spent the previous six years working post-university in the locals' uh, film and TV scene for Sacramento. Oh, cool. Um, so he'd sort of working around there um, and had sort of just not really branched out. People had said you should do some film work, but not really branched out into that just yeah. yet. was waiting for the just moment. Just chilling. Um, and so Carnahan reflects on it and he sort of talks about where he was at at that point. And he actually says, I was going to make a film with no formal training. That was his <laughs> aim. Um, just to prove any idiot, myself included, could make a movie if they were stupid enough to try. Yeah, exactly. And so that was why he set out to make Blood, Guts, Bullets and Octave. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so after watching the film, uh, you could probably compare it to Reservoir Dogs. You yeah. know, in its, you know, in its, uh, in its what it's aiming for. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tarantino had the same. You know, yeah. he had no film school. He was That's right. Like, or an El Mariachi. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Carnahan's quoted as saying, I knew I could crank out firecracker dialogue and have the characters banter really cook. What I didn't know until the end is that I could make a film about something other than that. Yeah. Um, in a world of Tarantino this and Tarantino that, I wanted to be a million miles away from that. So and he was. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, well, I... You gotta give him props. He, I know, he we'll was, get to it. He was intentional. <laughs> we'll get to the film in a minute. Um, so he starts writing a script, um, and it gets to about thirty pages long. Yeah, the script, uh, and they actually begin shooting with only about a third of the script completed. Oh, really? Okay. The aim for the film was that they would shoot the first half, edit it, yeah, and then um, show that first half of the film to secure more funding. To finish it off. Okay, gotcha. Uh, good theory. Good yeah. theory indeed. Probably need to have a finished script, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I could see with um, knowing what I do know of his um, future, it is like a, a an oversized sizzle reel. Yeah, it's hundred um, percent. So yeah, yeah, I can see where he, he still really hasn't grown out of that. He's yep. just cut down his sizzle reel time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. 
Uh, Carnahan used during the filming the favours that he'd built up working in the film industry for about six years. Yeah. Um, and so he was able to use that for cast, for crew. Um, and he had a producer named Leon Caucus, uh, who went on to produce Stretch later in his career. Oh, cool. Um, also produced the short film Ticker, the BMW oh, short yes, film yes, that yes. Carnahan made. Um, so Caucus lends Carnahan the cameras, the other equipment needed to make the film, and his very own 1963 Le Mans that oh, really? they used in the shooting. Oh, awesome. Um, so, but here's what's really crazy about the film, and it's sort of information that I wish I knew going into it, because yeah. I guess sometimes when you hear the story of a film, you can get a bit of grace in the way that you approach it. Yeah. So you put this film in, and I'll, I'll say from the get-go, I watched half of it, then Kathy Lee came home for the back end, and um, the second half, she was just like, she hated it. She went out of the house because yeah. just couldn't handle the talking in it. Um, but they actually shot this film for seven months. Seven months, man. Seven months they just shot it. the same haircut. Mainly on weekends. <laughs> while they worked full-time jobs. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so... They finished shooting in December 1996. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until three quarters of the way sh through shooting that Carnahan actually came up with the ending of the film. Oh, really? And then he had to weave it back into the story. Yeah. So it played out the way it did. Oh, okay, because I enjoyed that ending, yeah. Yeah, the ending was cool, wasn't yeah. it? Um, so, and the shooting process was like, because they've got no training. Yeah. There were days that, they were really successful. And then there were other days where there was one day they had to plow through 23 pages of dialogue in a day before the sun set. Gosh. So, you know, yeah. probably those moments all within the office. Oh, yeah, yeah. Snarking exactly. back and forward oh, together. Plus also, you know, I assume they, you know, it's hard to buy lights. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like change lighting or anything like that, it'd just be crazy. So, yeah. Yep. You're trying to do it as smartly oh, there, yeah, as possible. Exactly. Um, so, um, armed with a rough edit, so finished shooting December 96, armed with a rough edit, Joe Carnahan heads off to Sundance, yeah. where his aim was to show the film to as many people as possible, yeah. gain some more funding, gain a bit of traction to go from yeah. there. Um, but he actually got no love. No one wanted to talk to him, couldn't show anyone the film. Yeah. So he heads home a bit disappointed and dejected over that. He then spends the next four months editing the film himself. Yeah. And he actually describes that the editing process was where the film was made. So Carnahan had actually, uh, to save money, yeah, did longer takes on everything. That makes sense. But yeah. what that meant was that he could then take those takes and edit the film yeah, to make it flow better. So I think that's a really interesting part as well to show because it's important for filmmakers to have an understanding of editing. Yeah, exactly. And the way that a film really can be. And your finished product. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly right. And it's, I, I do love a podcast called The Movie Crypt where they talk about that rough edit. Yeah. They're like, you never show anyone that rough edit. The reason is, is it doesn't matter how much experience people have in film, that rough edit looks so bad that most people just think it's garbage. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, so he and goes. Plus, it gives you more room to cut and 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 to spread and to change. Yeah, and change around. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, man. Totally, and it really does. Like you think of a comedy, if you cut too soon, a joke isn't allowed to stick, 
And if you cut too late, the joke lingers too long Mm. and it's not funny anymore. Yeah, So, like, editing is such a crucial part to the actual storytelling of a film. Um, So, so basically, he describes that during this time of editing, um, he lived off coffee (laughs) while he worked full-time and balanced a wife and a kid. Jeez. And edited it of an evening. Oh, man, that's hardcore. Yeah, crazy town. Uh, so in May 19, 1997, Carnahan holds a cast and crew screening with the finished product. Yeah. And he says that it went over huge. Like they had a, they all loved it so much. And I guess if he'd shown people the rough edit, a yeah. finished product, you'd be like, wow, this is awesome. So they begin showing it around LA to people trying to get some buzz. And they actually gain a representative named uh, Patrick Lynn, who basically goes out and starts pushing the film to places. Um, they get into a film festival in New York called IFFM. Yeah. And the film starts getting a real buzz for it. So the buzz starts getting generated. So then Lionsgate picks up the film for distribution. And puts $100,000 into it. Oh, wow. So that they could rework the sound. Yeah. And transfer it on a 35mm film so it could be shown in theatres. Makes sense. So um, the budget of the film, I've got an exact figure. Oh, it's like, I think it was $7,216 is the budget, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, It took $15,000 at the box office. Wow. That's Not a good double. Good double, except for Lionsgate. Yeah, but it's became, um, it's gained quite a cult following. Yeah, um, it's seen as, um, as an important film in the guerrilla film movement. Yeah, and a lot of people, the buzz that came out of it was for Carnahan's quick cutting. So yeah. there's a lot of quick edits that come through. Um, his dialogue was seen as really sharp. Yeah. Um, and so from there, people started seeing, oh, he might not be a bad writer. Yeah, that with makes a bit sense. Of yeah. um, and that there is possibility in the action scenes that with a bit more honing, he would be a good director down the track. Yeah. Um, so that's the little journey of Blood, Guts, Bullets, and Octane. Wow, that's an interesting journey. Um, and yeah, really, really interesting at how much work he had to do. That's generally like, it, I think. Overall, it was a two-year process of filming, editing in cinemas. Yeah. So, Craig, do you want to hear what was released in 1998? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. 98. It is, uh, we've had one film on the podcast so far that was released in 1998. Cool. Sam Raimi's The Simple Plan was released. Oh, wow. Wow. So... Beautiful film. Beautiful film. Beautiful film. Um, I love it. Still one of my still one of my favourite surprises in a long time. Yep. It's on the contact level, isn't it? Yeah. So good. Uh so the number one box office film for nineteen ninety eight was Armageddon. God. Yes indeed. Number two was Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh the number three was Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Oh I've never seen it. <laughs> Number four was there's something about Mary. Always seen it. Always yeah, so good, isn't <laughs> Always it? Always seen it. Break uh, the beans. <laughs> Break the beans. Number five was Pixar's A Bug's Life. Beautiful. Uh, number six was Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Lots of disaster films this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. That was the, that was around the 
the times where everything was just doubling up. Yeah, people. Oh, sorry, I'll talk in my microphone. Yeah, yeah talk in uh, my microphone. I, I was channeling my inner Craig from season one. Uh, <laughs> number seven, uh, Disney's Mulan. Still haven't seen it. Um, it's good. Yeah, we it's like it. Evie Girl loves it. I'm sort of interested in the remake. The yeah. The live action adaptation. Me too. I don't know how it'll go. Ah, it's Mulan's huge, huge in China. I'll bet. Man, no, seriously, like Disneyland, when I went to Disneyland Hong Kong, um, obviously, no, it's not China, but, you know, um, <laughs> but Disneyland Hong Kong, I was surprised on how much, like, because I never expected Mulan to be that big. Yeah. I didn't expect there was merchandise everywhere. The um, the light show at the end on the castle had heaps of Mulan all through Really? It. Yeah, man. Like, more Mulan than Lion King. That's just, crazy. Yeah, I know it is. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. I know. You just go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then you take it into account. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's huge over here. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll see how that uh, It's like if we have a Disneyland in Australia, we'll have like Nick Janopoulos just spread up on it because we just loved. <laughs> rescue, <laughs> loved us <laughs> rescue us down under. Rescue us down under. <laughs> uh, number eight was Dr. Doolittle Quigley. with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> really? Ah, still, hey. pumped, still pumped over Robert Downey Jr.'s one. Have you have you seen Dolomite Is My Name? No, haven't. Oh, I'm about halfway through it at the is moment. It? it was it's good, Craig. Oh, good, it's good. So I good. think Eddie Murphy's still so damn funny, man. Supposedly he's meant to do a stand up. He's doing a stand up for Netflix. Really? Yeah, I'm wondering how that'll be. Oh man, I can't wait. Talk about all these random children with all these random people. <laughs> <laughs> I just having I just, a kid with angry spice, man. There's got to be some funny stories there. That's true. There's got to be some amazingly funny stories. There. I love you calling it angry spice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If she has a real name, does she? Angry spice. <laughs> it wasn't a scary spice. Is it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> angry spice. Yeah, you're right. Scary spice. Who cares? It's angry it's, spice. It's not good for your bowels, spice. It's, it's a spicy spice. It's, it's not a good spice. Oh, man. They they really didn't. Those spice girls. There's no mention of turmeric at all. No, exactly. Exactly. Uh, number nine, Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> yep. <laughs> number 10, Lethal Weapon 4. Always love it. Also released was The Big Lebowski. Ah, go Lebowski. Just Love dropped it. in to see what condition. Um, I hate the Eagles, man. <laughs> yeah, I um, hate the Eagles. Dark City. Love Dark Silly. City. Not dark, dark Silly. silly. Yeah, you're I love silly. Dark Silly. You're silly, and you're oh. dark. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Dark City though <laughs> You That's do awesome show. Awesome You sure show. do uh, The Truman Show was released I love that too Another great show Out of Sight Yeah Good show yeah, Great good show uh, Mask of Zorro Which one's that? That is first Antonio one? Banderas Is that the first yeah, one? First yeah, one? Yeah first one Brilliant So much fun Martin brilliant. Campbell directs Man seriously love brilliant Martin Loved Campbell. it uh, The Parent Trap With Lindsay Lohan Oh really? Is that that year? Yep Oh uh, Last sober movie. Blade. Loved it. Love Blade. Ronan. Oh, another amazing, amazing film, man. So good. Uh, Ants was released. Getting yep. the double up Enjoyed going Ants. on. Pleasantville. I adore, adore Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Loved it. Uh, Elizabeth. Ah, with Kate man, Blanchett. Seriously. Amazing. Some good films this year. Yeah, I know. Uh, American History X. Wow. Jeez, man. This is hardcore. And Meet Joe Black. Wow, what a what a brilliant year! Yeah, what a brilliant brilliant year, man! Such a good year. So that was nineteen ninety eight in a and nutshell. And they all weren't in the top ten. 
No. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird a, blockbuster year. I think it's that year where it really started taking off that there would be like these sort of not great films mm. being the major ones. Yeah. You know, when you think back sort of the 80s, you got like all your Indiana Joneses and stuff are coming yeah. out and you can understand why Actual they're number one films. yeah. And then like, it just turns all business. Exactly. And now it's... In the late 90s. Back to... it's They've found a mix. So yes, they have, haven't they? So far. Because um, like it blows my mind that Saving Private Ryan was the number two film of that year. I know. It blows my mind that Armageddon was just... Crazy town, isn't it? So, is. like we mentioned before, about seven and a bit thousand dollar budget. Um, it does show. Oh, incredibly! Obviously, going straight into the bullets and blood right now. Yeah, well, mm. we'll we'll get there in a second. Uh, box office for fifteen thousand. So, you know, not great. Yeah, not great. No, it's not that great. So, Craig, just before we get into the film itself, that's the history in a nutshell. Uh, Let's just take a moment. I'm I'm, I'm going to hazard a guess. There's not many people who have seen this film. Yeah, exactly. I'll be I'll, I'll be shocked if you're one of those people who spent the fi- in that fifteen thousand. Yep, that if, would be really interesting. That'd be really awesome, it? man. That'd be really impressive. Um, like, really, where'd you see that at? If you did see it in its original release, yeah, should have seen it. Should have seen it. We'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear what Joe Carnahan feels now, looking back at it. Yes, yeah, like, this would be amazing. Um, if listen, if anyone knows how to get in touch with Joe Carnahan. Let yeah. us know. We'd love to have him on here. I know, exactly. Can we want to talk to you, Joe. Yeah, come on, Joe. We want to talk to you. Shit together, Joe. We want to talk to you. So, for come those on. people at home that have no idea about Blood, Guts, I'll Bullets fight you if Octane, you talk to us. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I will happily watch Joe Carnahan come to Australia to fight Craig. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd just be awesome. <laughs> I'd take the hits, too. <laughs> so good. So, for those who don't know about this film, Craig, mm-hmm. uh, let's just take a moment and let the sweet tones... For your ears about this, it may be the most joyous thing you hear for the next 45 (laughs) to an hour, but let's just take a moment. Let's just hear about it. Do it. The premise is simple. Two failing used car salesmen need to babysit a Cherry Pontiac Le Mans convertible for two days. Completing the job will earn them $250,000. It seems too good to be true. Made on a shoestring budget and over a period of months, this is Joe Carnahan's first film and a labour of love. Let's talk about Blood, Guts, Bullets and Octane. So good, Craig. Yeah. Um, let's just, from the get-go, what did you expect going into this film? Did you hit a trailer before it? Yes. Okay. So I was expecting El Mariachi and a little Tarantino. Interesting, because they did. You could see that I was the that, they were playing plug. on that. Yeah, that was yeah. the marketing plug. Um, I didn't do any research on it or yeah, watch I, any trailers. I just didn't know anything about this movie, man. I um, all I had was the poster to go by. Oh, really? And um, the poster looks death proofish. Well, my, I had the DVD copy that I've got. Um, has the dude at the end with the ponytail and the sunglasses holding a gun. Yeah. That's the cover. Not the death-proofy sort of one. The death-proofy mm. one, I would have been like, oh, I'm more, I probably would have been more disappointed with the death-proofy one because it would have made me think there was more car-related action. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be very car-y type yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? I, um, I really had no expectations. I expected to see Carnahan probably a bit more than I got. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
I think. Do you know what's really weird? On the poster of the cover that I've got, it says, um, "Best film since The Usual Suspects." Yes, is the pull quote. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, dang!" So who the hell's saying that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's someone who's just like seen two films in their Joe life, Carnahan. and then they get locked back into a fucking cave. <laughs> they get put back in their little cave and zapped every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's their only joy. That's it the only time the they don't get sapped. On its skin. That's it. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> they they pull the lotion down and he's just sending down two DVDs. Fucking usual, <laughs> usual suspects. Blood cuts. Blood cuts. That's all he's sending down that well <laughs> oh to those poor bars. Pull the girl down the well. That and lotion. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you think Oh that's a good quote <laughs> uh, Oh that's the best film I've seen since Usual Suspects yeah. <laughs> Excellent Excellent, oh. Excellent. Love the uh, My friend Joe will love it <laughs> uh, My friend Joe It's like a young Frank Grillo yeah, It's a young Frank Grillo <laughs> When his name was Francis When he was a serial uh, yeah, killer Yeah yeah what, His name was as Francis in was yeah, his man. name in yeah, Pride and Glory? I can't remember. Because yeah. he used to be, he was big in, uh, Frank Hill was big on TV. Really? Yeah, he was uh, one of those daytime soaps. Really? Yeah, man, he was a soap star. Wow, that's cool. Like one I of had those, no idea. Like Days of Our Lives or some shit. Yeah. And Beautiful or something, something like that. Someone there weird. Bringing my notes up, sorry. Grillo-ish, grillo-ish um, things. Grillo. Mm, David Grillo. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Craig, um, tell you what I didn't expect is when I turned the cover over just to put it in the DVD player, yeah. um, I noticed that it was a four by three aspect ratio. <laughs> and so, well, what's crazy is, but yeah, it makes sense. Um, most DVD players and televisions are set up nowadays because people don't like to have bars on the sides if there's yeah. a four by three, so they'll stretch your your stretch image in. Yeah. It's highly likely. Or pan and scan it, yeah. Yeah. And so I started watching it and I was like, ugh, what's going on? You're like, you know, yeah, I don't, like for me, I don't like it when people's heads look all smooshed yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, ugh. Yeah. And so I, I had to change the settings so it would be 4x3. So that was like, oh, 4x3, man. What cameras were they using, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And I did read somewhere, I didn't write it down, but I think they were using basically like videotape cameras, you know? Makes like, sense. Makes a lot um, of sense. So what, let's get into the film, Craig, because I'd love to hear what you thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a hard one. It is a hard one, mate. It's 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 hard in the fact that, look, it, I can see the benefits in it. And yeah. like you said, I think you put it on it earlier. Is I would see the writing more. Yep. Um, but directing wise, man, I would steer clear of this dude. I would never have put money on him. You'd see never put. You money could on see him. people wanting to hire him to write stuff. Though, yeah, man, you? I'd be like, man, yeah, he's, he is. He's got he's sharp writer. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, basically, he has obviously some talent in editing. Yeah. Um, but. Nah, that just as as a, as a as a movie that came out around those times, like when you yep. okay when you're thinking Tarantino came out around these times, yep. Um, El Mariachi came out around these times. You go, wow, how did you even break through? Yeah, and you can tell by fifteen thousand, he never really did. No, but something just look. 
someone just took a chance on him. Yeah. Look, don't get me wrong. It's it's hard to compare him to Tarantino because Tarantino, for whatever luck of the draw, had an amazing producer in Lawrence Bender. Yeah. Like, even though he wasn't known at the time. Yep. But he's known it now as a great producer. But also had Harvey Keitel, who is a name to jump on board. Yeah. You know what I mean? This poor... <laughs> poor Joe didn't have a Harvey Keitel. No. You know what I mean? Even though there was some try-hard Harvey Keitels, you know, throughout the film. I didn't mind the villain. I thought he was like the hitman. I thought yeah. he was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't um, bad at all. But his dialogue was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then once again, that's where it comes down to. It's just the dialogue was cool. Yeah. I, I think um, it's a very dialogue-driven film. Yeah. Oh, and incredibly. That, and that was... Um, Probably Kathy Lee, when she watched the little bit of it with me, her thing was she kept saying, why do they keep saying the F word so much? It's like they just don't know how to fill out what they're saying, so they're putting more Fs in to make you feel tension. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and so, like, I totally got that because it really, after a while, I started thinking, oh, man, it's too sing-songy. Yeah. You know, like, rah, 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 rah. You know, that sort of wore me down a little bit. It's, it's like a stage play. It was, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? And then, you know, when you think back to last week, we talked about, like, Carnahan did six years working in film, TV, and theatre. Yeah. So it could have very well been. Oh, yeah, you could see those beats. Like, when, yeah. when you explain... When we exp- when you explained last week his actual background, yeah, it makes a lot more sense watching this film. Yeah, yeah definitely, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's doesn't crazy. make me like it anymore. But yeah. yeah, but it does. It makes a lot more sense. Um, I thought it was really interesting just touching back on the um, the actors. Yeah. So, um, someone asked him about him starring in the film. So yeah. Joe Joe Carnahan yeah, well, plays one of the lead. Um, he actually wanted. You know there was the sniper who was like the redneck sniper in the trucker cap? <laughs> yes. You know that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was meant to be Joe Carnahan's character. Oh, what did he just And out? he had another job that he couldn't commit oh, to okay, the, the shooting schedule. So then out of necessity, Carnahan was like, well, I guess I need someone available for the next however many months. They need a chubby redhead. <laughs> so, yeah. And he's... <laughs> Yeah, he looks hot through the whole film, man. Oh no, he's got he's those got pink the, cheeks, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's got those dirty sweats through the whole film. Poor <laughs> bastard, you know what I mean? He's that guy that you you know you'll 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 end up sitting next to in the theater. Yeah, and you just go, oh man, you fucking stink. <laughs> <laughs> these people should have been outside. Like, and he looks have, more masculine now, but yeah, he'd man. have two beers and his face would be red. Yeah, and he has that beautiful. He'd have that, and you see it in a movie too. He has that beautiful circle under his arms of just pure sweat, <laughs> pure beautiful sweat. <laughs> oh, we do love you, Joe, if you're listening. Oh um, yeah, I love you, man. But man, it was a it was a tough film to watch. I I really, um, I'd love to know if post if there was always intention of those big chapters to pop up. Yeah, I know exactly. That was odd. Because in my, just the way that I sort of relate them, straight away you go, oh, Tarantino. Because Tarantino loves the chapters. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, the first five minutes is pure, pure Tarantino. Yeah, it is. They've even got suits. Yeah, yeah, they do, don't they? And it's very easy in this film. There's like, um, there are a couple moments that I think are very easy to draw parallels on. So yeah, you exactly. can go Reservoir Dogs, yeah. you know. Uh, you can go El Mariachi. And but I think you have to go Reservoir Dogs. You have yes. to go El Mariachi. Yes. these are the films 
the, these this is the, this is the time that it got built in. Yeah. Yeah. And but I love that those those parallels are also visually done well. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you know you could watch the film and straight away go, "Oh, I see Reservoir Dogs in the film." Not yeah. hear it. You see it in the way it was made. And I think that shows there's a little bit of talent cooking in there. Yeah, exactly. Plus also like it Carnahan and, and as any young director I assume making their first movie. Yeah. They want to make the movie cool. Yeah. And at the time, Ray-Bans and Suits were cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Big or time. Sonny's and Suits. Yeah, Sonny's and Suits. There was a really cool El Mariachi moment, which is like the car pulls up on the on the road and the boot gets yeah. sort of lifted up and down and it's shot low looking upwards. So yeah, that's there was weird. There was that really awesome El Mariachi moment. There was also like a real... Um, I'd love to talk to him one day and be like, was this a little Terminator throw here? But um, there was a moment where they were both talking at the bar and Carnahan and, oh, actually, and we've got to talk. We've got to talk the Johnny Cash moment. Um, oh, <laughs> but the, they're in the dark bar and it's all lit with red neons. Yeah. And they're having a little conversation. In it, it was just like, it just reminded me of the colour palette of like a James Cameron's yeah, Terminator. Does. Actually, yeah, yeah. No, thought, no, so, never, but yeah, yeah there was just sense. that little moment that I'm like, oh man, if he's actually trying to go, I love this moment in this film, I love this moment in this film, I love this moment in this film, then he actually is achieving what he's setting out to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I started like looking at those moments, yeah, again, like I have to say to everyone listening at home, I don't enjoy this film. <laughs> no, I seriously, guys. I and and I agree. I agree. It's um, we're looking for positives, but yeah, hundred percent. I didn't enjoy this film either. It's it's very talky. It's very low budget. My main problem, my <laughs> my main problem with with this film is that the characters aren't likable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and whether that might just be something to do with that, the fact that they're car salesmen or not. I just didn't find, and even um, look, spoiler warning, obviously, John, spoiler warning. Even the one who gets away at the end, the the character who actually lives in the end, the, the blackhead guy, the blackhead guy, I couldn't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think it would have been awesome if they all just got, if they all died. <laughs> if they all died, man. If well, they you all almost just... expect it, don't you? Yeah, man. In the oh. style of film. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and. And I guess yeah. Once again, that's a product of its to- of of the era yeah. that it's got released in. But yeah, I just didn't find myself actually caring about the characters. Yeah. Um, I didn't find myself actually just going, yeah. I hope these two guys get a break, get away with the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just go, no, no. I I really want you to die. Like I was cheering for the villain. Yeah. No, I think the villain was well yeah. written. And I was I was he was well written. I was like, yeah, man, kill these bastards, man. Yeah, kill you're right, Craig. Cause kill them. You you're not attached to them, and it's weird. Like the twist, um, the, the twist, twist is funny. Yeah, it is. It's 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 an odd twist. Um, you know, and then you go, oh, such a twist. Yeah, cool, cool. I yeah, think, I'm happy with it. I think I I I realized once I watched that, I was like, all right, if there's a trademark for Carnahan, yeah, he loves a twist. Yeah, true, true. He twisty. loves a twist in He's a lot twisty. of his films. He's twisty. He's very twisty. A bit like the chips. <laughs> <laughs> I was quoting Pokemon, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> Life's pretty straight without twisties. Um, non-sponsors for those listening at oh, home. I love twisties. Cheese flavor all the way, not that chicken business. Get oh man, I, but I can't. I'm you. I'm actually quite a little bit off um, cheese twisties. 
Why is that? Oh, because Brooke once ate a whole packet of them and when she was pregnant and she vomited them all up. Ugh. And it was in, we were at a hotel room somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are at the hotel and it was one of those fancy um, sinks that don't really have like the the um, the plug properly, you know, <laughs> those ones that you push down and yes. stuff. And because they were all so chunky, <laughs> cheesy, chippies, <laughs> it vomited it in there. And we've tried to wash it down, and so it just filled up the sink with chunky, cheesy bits. And I had to, and because Brooke was obviously vomiting, I had to put my hand in there and just stir it through until it got it down. Oh, gosh. That's bits. so gross, Craig. This is marriage. Woohoo! Get married, oh, everyone. Till death do you part. I love your romance. It's just pure romance. Ew. I know. I know. It was so gross. And ever since then, I was like, man, fuck. Gross. Twisties are gross. <laughs> I once had the same problem happen with grain waves, but um, I had a whole packet of grain waves myself. Then threw them up, and yeah. I only just You've ate had that grain waves. With French fries as well. <laughs> 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 yes, Jeff Reed, I'll be here all week throwing up in your pool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to say, like, there's something funny. You, you, I think you nailed it with the lead characters, mm. um, not being likable. Um, you can't watch this movie as part of the podcast. And not compare it to Robert Zemeckis's used cars. Yeah, yeah, very true. They'd be a really interesting double showing. <laughs> that would be an interesting um, double showing. I think you could have a lot of fun with that. Um, but in it, you in the end like Kurt Russell's character. Yeah. Uh, there are unlikable characters in that film as well. But the and, and the other bad thing is everything that happens around him is interesting. Yes. And done well for like, you know, let's put it in, you know, as as an amateur place. Yeah. You know, like you can see where, you know, the, you know, when you see the, um, the journey of the car. Yeah. You know, and all these shoot ups, even though the car never gets a scratch on it. But all these, you know, all these, the journey of the car that gets, you know, all these people getting shot and killed, getting run over, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it gets back to them and you're like, oh, that's boring. Let's get back to yeah. these guys again. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. almost like, um, the focus was just not in the right spot for enough of the film. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if we'd got more of that tale of the um, the car's journey to them. Yeah. Then And they were just a little side thing that you kept coming back to. Yeah, and the breaking of the fourth wall and all that stuff sort of like threw me off a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he always said he likens them to, you know, like his, you know, he he wants, you know, like assassins or some shit like that. Yeah. And, and you just go, okay, yeah, cool. Like, cause like that first couple of minutes where you're getting introduced to the characters, ripping the shit out of people. And then it's, it's, it's fine. You understand, but it doesn't make you, it's, it's not done in a comedic sort of way. No, it's so straight cars flat, is done isn't in that it? sort of comedic. Yeah. They're meant to be rascally in yes. cars. In here, they're just saying, oh, you're just like, oh, you're a douche. Yeah. You're a douche. Yeah. So I don't care, you know, when, you know, and it feels like they're just being slithery salesmen all through the whole film. Yeah, they're thinking of way, Yeah, thinking of ways to be dodgy salespeople. Yeah. Like and I come, I've done door to door for five years, man. I know <laughs> there's dodgy, slippery sales, but it's it is funny because they, um, yeah, they they're constantly trying to work out ways that they can profit from it and dodge people, yeah, exactly, and, and skip out of people. So I do get but the it's whole not a comedy. No, and that's I think that's the problem. But so I guess the tones are a bit off. Yeah, the tones a bit off, and I guess if this is your first film that you're writing and directing, yeah. It's easy to go, all right, well, 
you know, I wish I'd gone... In hindsight, I wish I'd made those characters a bit funnier and more likeable. Or I guess is, like, this, it might be a, an, an Oz issue. It might just be unfortunate because you just never had actors who were good enough. At delivering those At delivering... Lines. Or just pulling off that natural charm. Yeah. You know? Because they they played it too straight. Yeah. Um, for it to come across as comedic in those scenes where they're um trying to say, "Hey, we're ripping people off," blah blah blah. Yeah, we're yeah. Off. But yeah, care about us? It. We're ripping people off. You know what I mean? Do you think um, let's say you got to they're gonna remake it. Let's just let's just say that they're gonna remake. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And actually, funnily enough, um, there was a time where it looked like Blood Guts Bullets and Octane would become a TV series. Oh really? Um, so the the story could be. Oh, stretched out. Stretched oh, like out. a miniseries. Yeah. yeah. Which you could. You, I, I would love to see more of the journey of the car. Yeah. You know, that'd be awesome. I mean, you could do episodes just on the journey of the car. You know what I mean? I'd love to see, maybe in Joe Carnahan's role. Actually, no, the other guy, the blackhead guy. Yeah. If that was James Badge Dale. Yes. Yes, he'd be. You know, good. like someone yeah. like that would just be perfect in it. Um, I don't know who I'd see in the Carnahan role. Like... Um, It'd be someone who could just pull off cheeky. Yeah, you'd need a cheeky sort of person. Yeah, exactly. It's someone the who other could pull thing I found um, interesting is in that situation, the you'd think out of a pair there'd be one that was gung-ho and one that was like scared in it yeah. more. But, and I know the guy was scared, but at yeah, the same time... He was, but he wasn't. Yeah, it was like weird. He, he was for like two scenes. Yeah. And then he wasn't. And then he's like shooting a gun later, like yeah, a, exactly, like an like, animal. Yeah, your um, character arc is not earned. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, Craig. So yeah, I, I, like it is. It's someone's first film, so we have to give it a bit of grace. Yeah, you have that. to. Yeah, exactly. You have to actually see it in its light. Yes, but it's so funny, and and I guess it's unfair to Karna to Joe is that our past seasons, the first films. Were much higher caliber than well, this. A lot higher. But then, once again, Snyder came in with a very big budget. Oh. Um, Friggin' Zemeckis came in with Spielberg backing him. Yep. You know what I mean? And Raimi. Raimi. Okay, Raimi would probably be the best comparison. Because Raimi never came in with people backing him. He had the same similar budget. But can I, can I throw something to yeah. that? Raimi came in with a once-in-a-lifetime premise. Oh, the cabin in the woods. Oh, no, I guess he, he pretty much invented the cabin in the woods, in essence. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like, like his take on it. And, but he and came in in a... And also, Raimi comes in in an easier genre. Yes. Like a horror genre. Yeah, this is you, true. Is, you know, you Spielbergs, you, you know, you... Um, Peter Jacksons. Yeah. They all started in, it's, in the, the that genre. Yeah. The come in and on a small budget into an action genre. Yeah, action yeah. thriller. Yeah, you have to be really on point, hey, yep. don't you? Like El Mariachi is, you know, obviously you can see they're plastic guns, but he does it well. He does it with that style. And Banderas. Yeah. As yeah. your lead is like. Oh, no, no. The El Mariachi. No, 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 no. No, it's not the Desperado. Desperado that it, yeah, the Banderas a, is in it. The guy who's in that. He's in El Mariachi. Yeah, he's, yeah, El Mariachi. I can't remember his name. But he's not. He, he he never went anywhere further. Than um, that. yeah, it's just an interesting thing, and I think you know there are moments of Carnahan in there. Yeah. I think the Johnny Cash moment in the diner. 
Yeah, that's funny. That's a, that was funny. I it enjoyed really that. funny. So there's a moment for those at home who may not watch this movie. Um, it's okay. Don't yeah, stress. Don't stress. I wouldn't say go out of your way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. But there's a moment, you know, you could probably find it on YouTube, mm. The this moment in the film, uh, where they sit down with the guy who is their sort of middleman to work yeah. out how to deliver the car and all that sort of stuff. And he starts talking about Johnny Cash being homosexual. Yes. Yeah. And why is that? And there's a bit of banter back and forth. One guy is very... Is it Joe Carnahan that's like... No, it's the blackhead guy yeah, is the very guy. upset because his dad raised yeah, him yeah, on exactly. Johnny Cash. Yeah. And Johnny Cash would never be homosexual. And there's the drug dealer who set it all up. Yep. Who's saying, no, he was. I knew he, he had a friend or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is his cellmate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and like how could you go so long in prison looking so good? <laughs> you know, or something along those yeah, lines. Exactly. And you can see in that Carnahan sitting next to it, and he's just, one, loving the fact that this dialogue is actually getting yeah. directed. Like, I watch that moment and I think to myself, all right, we're going to get those moments in Smoke and Aces. Yeah. There's some really Affleck's character, you know, and Peter Berg's character in Smoke and Aces, which, just saying that out loud, I forget so often how See, big See, that would have been is. a good... A good guy in Carnahan's role. It's Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Piven. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Like, and I, I don't know that's easy to say that with, you know, entourage in the list. Yes. But, yeah, he passes that off well. You yes. know what I mean? And that's a very, and that's that's what it's similar to. It's like just Ari, but not likable. Yeah. 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 You're so right, Craig. Mm. So I do love that there are moments in this film that I think may pop up in his later films. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm more to Glimpses. see the... I'm, I guess I'm more looking forward to the dialogue and a couple of the quick edits. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a really hard one because um, let's talk the twist, Craig. And John, these are spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to be all right, brother. You'll be all right, John. You go, you'll go okay. But essentially, the, the whole time that they've got this car, the, the premise is a car. You're going to look after it for two days. Yep. And we'll give you 250 grand. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of money for everyone who's just shooting each other. Yeah. Yep. People are coming for the car. They're trying to, this car just is going through this journey to get to their car lot. Yeah. Um, so they, who's stealing what? Well,. I think they think there's drugs in the back of the car. Yeah. So then their idea is to steal the drugs out of the car. Yeah. In order, or at least hold the car hostage to. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out that there is this weird sort of story that's set up at the start of the film. Yeah, which of, is. Of a, a guy native. whose wife is. Unwell? Native Indians in the Andes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who were killed and their blood was drained. Yes. But it's, yeah, again, like when the twist comes. So the long story short, there's no drugs in the back of the car. No. Um, it turns out the, the back of the car is filled with blood. Yep. And the blood is the blood from these native South American um, tribesmen. Yeah. That's been drained. Yep. Um, and it's because they're, is he like their mentor? Is he's their it? mentor and former employer. Yeah. His wife is really unwell. And he loves his wife. And he loves his wife so much 
that he got all this blood from these yeah, tribesmen. Yeah, because he used to get small parts of it and then they stopped and refused to give blood anymore. Yeah. So he wiped them all out. Yeah. And took their blood. And so it ends with them opening the boot to discover. It's blood. It's blood. Actually, it drips out of the car. Yeah, it drips out because I think, yeah, there's a random shot or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, but there is money as well. Yeah. Well, I think they were going to get, they got half the money upon delivery of the car to the lot. That's right. And the other half once would be given to them once they returned the car. Yes, that's right. The problem is that they drove away with the car. Yeah. And so the hitman who's sort of going around with the ponytail yeah. refuses to give them the money. Yeah, exactly. There's the I think the yeah, the um they try to do a double yes cross on whoever owns the car, which you'll yeah. find out is their old mentor who yeah. thought it'd be a good favour to them because they help a few brothers out. Help, they helped him out with a tax something or other yeah. once upon a time. Tax audit, yeah. So it's sort of it's it's when you say it out loud, it's pretty convoluted. It's he's convoluted when you say it out loud, isn't it? Yep. But uh, I, I think it's it's executed it's well. Yeah, it's a good concept. Yeah, I just yeah, just I think just some ingredients were just very much missing. Again, very from memory, very that the idea of you know, there's that cop they cut to that's like trying to work out what happened to the. The villagers. Oh, the FBI agent. Yeah. Random. The one who's in just that random room. Yeah. And then the random lady. Yeah, that's exactly. And then the other random guy. Wow. Yes, I remember. Oh, that was weird. So that, I I watched that. The man of color. The man of color. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched that, and I see moments of smoke and aces, that are executed well. Yeah, that part's done well. You can see on the short budget. You know they've done well in you know keeping it, but then it's just. Pulled bad by bad acting. Yeah, and the once again, <laughs> how about when they go to the hotel where one of the shootouts has happened, and um, there's that guy who runs the hotel, and he keeps drinking the can of like drink and telling him when are they going to get out of here? What's oh yeah, take yeah, exactly. I was watching that, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this guy is like painful. Oh, no, it's so exactly. painful. This doesn't need to be. In there. <laughs> you might get a little bit more punchy. Yeah, <laughs> you could chop that down. The thing is, it's not a long film. Yeah, exactly. So without that stuff, this this would be a very quick film. But I, it, it is one of those things. If I was to look at it objectively, there's it's a film of lots of pieces mm. that could be really good. If he'd gone, like, if he'd sat on the concept for a bit. Yeah, exactly. But I guess the film itself is essential because without the buzz that came from it, he probably doesn't get to do Narc, which is his catalyst film. Exactly. I think um, this shouldn't. It just so happens by bad luck, this is part of his filmography. Yeah. Um, that this is part of his theatrical releases. Yeah. Um, I think this is just a pure, like, a student it's, film. It's a student Out and film. out. Um, I think he's. I think it's also comes to a very, very, very much amount of luck. Yeah. Um, that he came out at a time where these films, I think he snuck in while the door was left open for yes. other people. Um, but oh look, but in saying that, he's has since proven that he belongs where he's there. Yeah. Um, but man, if this was done today. This would be a, a secondhand YouTube video. 
Yes. There are YouTube videos that are built better than this. Yeah. Um, that actually have, you know, there are heaps of shorts out there. Yeah. I think he would have been a director who got lost in the... Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. just would have been just one of those lost. The directors. timing was right. Yes, I think he just struck. It's like, it's like, um, I, it's like us at Cinefalls. Yeah, it was. You know what <laughs> I mean? We just snuck in at the same time. Other people, you know, because people, would, um, because all the studios were just running around to try pick up any website, local website, to, um, put any stuff on that we managed to get on there. Yeah, we were doing like twenty hits a day. And I think that was us logging on to see if anyone done hits. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Logging on to see comments. And then obviously it picked up after that. It, it picked up pick a lot up. after that. But once we were in the door. We got to like 40. Yeah, so, so yeah, I'm going to call it the cineful effect. <laughs> uh, this film is the cineful effect. The cineful effect. effect. I love it, Craig. I love it. Look, um, it's really hard. I'm just looking at our little timer over there and thinking to myself, Oh, goodness, this is going to be a very short episode. Oh, this is a mini episode. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, in reality, there's... Not much to say. There isn't a lot to say about this film. It is a student film. It's um, There are moments that I can see of future Carnahan in there. Yeah. But not in the way that I did in I Want to Hold Your Hand. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know him enough. That's the sort. That's exactly I don't right. know him enough to know what is and what isn't. And I guess... When we think about it that way, there's lots of, you know, like let's think about Sam Raimi. Yeah. Right? By the time he got to make Evil Dead, he had made like five or six short films, you know, and he'd spent years just doing stuff. Carnahan's working in film and television, but there's not really any information out there saying that he was, there's some info out there that he'd written some short films, but not directed them. It also, it might be one of those things that makes sense in hindsight. Yeah, like how I'm much has so. how much has crime wave started to make more sense oh, as you went man. along? Like you actually started to see its place more. Yeah, you know when um you started to see where it came from and the concept. You started to understand crime wave the more as we went through his 100%, career man. and the impact it had on his career. I so mm. you understood Sam Raimi better after crime wave. Yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah, it, exactly. it was. It was weird. It's like in the moment we're just like, what the heck is this? Yeah, exactly. But once you start through and you started seeing more bits of crime wave yeah. everywhere, you go, yeah, I, I understand its purpose. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping this is one of them. Yeah. Don't I get me wrong. So I, I'm, I can already make a pretty big assumption this will be at the end of the list. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I've just realized, Craig, uh, last week we didn't do our – what would you expect to be your best and which would you expect to be your least oh, in Carnahan's yeah. thing? We didn't do that. So let's touch on that now. Uh, I, I'm going to throw it out there. This is probably going to be the lowest film on his filmography at yep. the end of the season. Um, he would probably agree with that as well. Yeah, he probably would. He probably would. Or tell us the fuck off, either one. Yeah, probably both. Probably both. Um I actually think, I reckon I'll get to the end of this season and The Grey will be my favourite film. Yeah, I'm sort of already leaning towards that as well. But I'd like, I'm I'm open-minded to it all. It's been a long time since I've watched NARC. So there's a high plausibility that NARC could be sort of... Yeah, exactly. let's go, oh, wow, you know? I'm hoping to be, I'm hoping that, like, I love a good surprise movie. Yeah. They rank really high with me because <laughs> they fall under the radar or, you, you know, love you it. just go, oh, I love, I love it. You surprise. love a good rank Um So that'd be really interesting. Look, while we're there, Craig, 
Do you have much more to say about this? No, really? sorry guys, I don't have much to say because there's not much there. Yeah, I'll be honest. There's not much there, and uh, and I'm surprised a lot of it. It just feels like, um, yeah, it's there's not much there. No, uh, <laughs> there's I, I not. Can't, I, well, I I can't go. I don't want to go into it where I'm just going to be sitting here saying how bad it is. Because yeah, I don't. Th- want there's that no either. point to that to me. Um, and I don't find myself thinking up anything constructive criticism wise apart yeah. from what I've already said. So I don't think yeah, there's not much more to say. No, I, I don't think we need to dwell on um negativity. Nah, stirring shit is still shit. Yeah. Um I'd rather look at the moments that we have said that, that are good. Yeah. Like even the ending, the action is well made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You there's know, well the made moments of shootouts. You can see that Carnahan has um He's got real promise on his. We've, as we've said, his his writing is a real promise poem. Yeah, I think there are moments where there's shootouts and and a bit of action. The tension that builds into that yeah. is really well done. Yeah, uh, for a student, um, and there's little moments that are funny. There are, yeah. You there can see his humour pop out in moments like the Johnny Cash scene. Yeah, exactly. Like if I was a studio exec watching this, I'd go, man. Hire that writer, kill the director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they go, the same person. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> and look, there probably is a reason that from Blood, Guts, Bullets and Octane to Narc that there's a four-year period. Yeah, true. Very you know? true. Can't um, wait I, to hear about it. I've not read into Narc that much, so I don't really know. But yeah, like who knows what was going on in that time. You know, we saw it again with Sam Raimi. He yeah. had quite a break between first and second films because people weren't sold on him as a director. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting. So, Craig, we've come to that point of the episode, if you don't have too much more to say. No. Uh, this done. is going to be a quick hit. but I'm done. Yeah. there's Like we said, there's not a lot to say about the no, film. I didn't hate the film. No. Like, that, let me just say, I, I have no anger or emotion attached to this, just apart from I just enjoy it. I think the, the the beauty of the film is that you can watch it and see it was a first crack. Yeah. It's not trying to hide. Like, if this had been shot on better cameras with better um, lighting. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, this is a terrible film. Yeah, exactly. Because it's hiding behind, like, putting the gloss on it to hide behind. Yeah. Um, so I think in this sense, it's it's not trying to hide behind the fact that essentially it is a student film. mm but what it shows is um, that Carnahan's a hustler. You yeah. know, like he's going to work hard to get it. He's a worker, man. It. Yeah, he's a hard um, worker. He's going to put in the time, even if he knows it's not working properly, he's going to put four months worth of editing in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's going to work for seven months to get it shot. Yeah, I agree. You know, now so... Look, in the end, it's better than my first film, which was just me and my trip overseas. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, mine had better acting. Did it? <laughs> and better oh, locations. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> good. I'd like to see some Craig Killian shorts. had a random sex scene. Yeah, it's awesome. Did it really? <laughs> no. Oh, God. a picture of a girl in bed, though. Oh, did it? Yeah, I picked her up in Munich. I did expect it. I was watching it the other day at home. And it's, no, no, you don't see nothing. You just see her, like the sheet on her and stuff like that. And it was very fucking awkward. Because <laughs> my wife was like, who's that? i like, I told you about her. Oh my god! <laughs> this is obviously before I was with my wife, guys. Were you, were you impressed with your picking up skills? No, no, it was just a, it was a major coincidence. I just met her 
uh, I met her in Brisbane. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, um, a reconnection. And then we're in, I was pulling into a train station in Munich. Um, my friend's bag broke. I went, turned around to help her. And there was this girl that I knew from Brisbane. And we talked and spent a night together. There you go. For some reason, I took a video, because I had my video camera. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, no, there you go. Good work, Pass Craig. There you go. Well done, Pass Craig. Yeah. Well done, Pass Craig, because you made me fucking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it on my big screen TV in front of my son. Because <laughs> oh, we'll just watch, oh, this is Europe, blah, blah, blah. This is Europe, blah, blah, blah. This is Europe. And then suddenly there's this random, you know, those you can take photos on your thing and they go, yeah. You know? And it's suddenly there. It's so worse is that it actually like paused on it. Yeah, exactly. It just paused on it. And it's, yeah, you, just, you didn't see anything apart from just bare shoulders. Classic. Random. Uncomfortable. Classic. Classic. <laughs> Life is funny. I'm, I'm converting it to DVD, so it'll be awesome. <laughs> Forever. I'll add Forever effects. locked in. I'll add special effects. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, Greg, we've... <laughs> <laughs> Yank! <Ugh. laughs> oh god! So great. We've come to the part of the episode. <laughs> Channeling other nineteen seventies gritty dramas. Yeah, it's like... um, time to rank these bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, very random off topic as always. Uh, so great. Out of Joe Carter oh, has six films. Put this into number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a number one for me Go too, Greg. Oh, what a coincidence. Yeah, no. Amazing. I Amazing. knew we were on the same page. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> um, yeah, look, there's not a lot to say about this film. No, um, a lot at all. I think, I hope in hindsight, when we get to the last episode and we look at the first film and the last film, mm. that it actually makes it's a lot more sense. <laughs> That's <laughs> number one. Oh, oh god! Um, but I, I just hope that there's. I don't want to be dismissive of the film, so I don't want to be like, "Oh man, it wasn't great." There's not a lot to say about it. Let's forget about it. I actually hope that we look back, like you said, like with a crime wave, and it makes heaps of sense. Yeah, yeah, uh, and used cars. Yeah, yeah used cars it's, was it's one the of those same, things that we we're all. That we go into it, and as we go through the season, we start to appreciate it more. Yeah. Like, even though the most of these films all still ended up at the end, yeah. we we refer back to these films a lot. Yeah, we do, don't we? we? Do. It's actually, it's funny. I Want to Hold Your Hand was like our third most talked about yeah. film of last season. That yeah, wasn't exactly. a Raimi film. So, yeah, they, they play an important part. So, look, if you can find it, get out and watch the film. Yep. Um, just so you get the context of it. There are, there are moments of good in there. Yeah, there is. You know, you've got to wade through a bit of stuff, but, but there's moments of good. Yeah. So, Craig, where can people find us? You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram at FFTL Podcast. Go on to Facebook um, from first to last podcast, or you can actually email us at info at FFTLpodcast.com. Good job, Craig. I have to apologize. I dropped the ball a bit on Instagram. I checked it out last night and was like, Oh, there's a few people commenting, asking us questions, and I have not responded at all. So <laughs> apologies to anyone touching base on Instagram. Um, oh, really? Oh, wow. I had a shocker. I highly jump on Instagram. Uh, do you know what I it is? I jumped on the other day, and I found I've just followed all these just boobies. Random. <laughs> random. I know, random. I don't know who put it together. I must have followed one, and I'm just getting all these weird ones. Weird, weird man. Go it's like someone, No, no, seriously. I don't remember even following all this shit. <laughs> I think it's totally wrong. I think it's just someone's just hacked into my um, Instagram Carter. account. Yeah, Carter. 
<laughs> just type the word boobies. Yeah, that's in. my blame. I blame Carter. Carter did. Oh no, no, no! Carter did it. Carter did you it. Know, Carter that did is it. not a European woman. <laughs> <laughs> Carter did it. So, guys, tune in next week. We are um, looking at Narc. Narc, can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, Jason Patrick. Oh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. It's um, it's a film that I remember watching and being like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Uh, so I can't wait to get into it. I think this is where Joe Carnahan's going to make sense for people cool, at cool, home. Cool, cool. So check it out. Big shout out to those posting their photos of films they've been watching. Awesome. Uh, we love seeing that pop up. Shout it's out. So, so good. Um, and look, here's what I'm going to throw out. Challenge for the season to people at home. Share us. Yeah. Chat to us. Exactly. Leave Subscribe. a review. Oh, um, yeah. That really helps us out a lot. The more you review, the more we get, um, you know. Just give us some we stars. Noticed. We don't yeah. need words. Yeah, give no, us don't stars. need words, man. No, no. Just keep it solid and film, man. Just yeah. give us stars, stars. And look, if anyone wants to, tag Joe Carnahan when you're watching things. Yeah, exactly. Let him know Tell, we're if watching. If you know Joe, just say, hey, Joe, got these guys. Check out these two idiots. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're all right. They're One from of them Australia. really loves redheads. One of them does. One of them doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's it's pretty much uh, the podcast itself is the assassin and Craig and I are two used car salesmen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Two used. <laughs> God, what a horror! <laughs> so tune in next week. We're going to talk car. Uh, <laughs> what we we're going to talk. We're going to talk cars. Partner <laughs> <laughs> <Lightning> McQueen. <laughs> 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 yep. That's what's on mind. Actually, um, I'm off to watch a night Knives Out tonight. Are you really? Yeah. Kathy Lee and enjoy. I are going to go see it. I'm looking forward to that. Really looking forward to it. Been enjoying The Mandalorian. I have as a well. parent's date. So, what does um, that mean? This sounds like So, hell. you know how when your kid's friends with another kid, yep. and, you just all, and then the parents are like, hey, let's all catch up for dinner, and it's like a date. So you know, oh man, that sounds like my nightmare. So yeah, it's a parents' date. Oh, oh no, they're nice people, man. Oh, good, I, I've good, always good. chatted with them. I've just never been socially chatted with but them. But you know, there's that awkwardness on going on a date with, say, a girl. Yeah. And then there's that awkwardness of, because this this like affects your kid as well. If you don't nail it, they don't want you to hang out with. Yeah, their kid. exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know there is. There Taking is, it to stress. the next step, Craig. So I've got to be. I've got to be good. I've got yeah. to, you know, be really nice and stuff, and make sure you don't. No, Have your nuts hanging out or anything? Yeah, I'll try not to, but they're big and dangly. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that the other night. It's just, it's, it's, this is my claim to fame, you know what I mean? <laughs> they might not be big in the big in the meat, but there's a lot of edge. <laughs> just, <laughs> just this big gigantic nuts, man. It's just big gigantic nuts. I don't, you know, oh, I hope that goodness. one day just, you know. Big nuts. Speaking my of... My son's got my nuts. It's really cool. Yeah, oh, good. Guy, yeah. <laughs> good. <Poor little> fella. <laughs> I was telling you the other day, he just somehow reasoned and walked out naked in, out the front of our house and started <laughs> pulling weeds out of the garden, <laughs> which is a horrible thing to see. I, I'd hate to see me pulling weeds out. I feel so for my wife who's seen me <laughs> bend over, hopping out of a shower all the time. Just <laughs> see those fucking dangly balls. <laughs> those, those old clams just <laughs> dropping down. <laughs> Seriously. And she still loves me. I love you, Brooke. Seriously, darling. I love you so much, darling. I love you. Thank you. So good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Like, speaking of things... So, thinking about my nuts. Hashtags Craig Nuts. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of balls, uh, next week we're going to watch a really ballsy film in. Uh, oh, good bring back. <laughs> bring it back. We can't wait to hear bring what you guys back. think about it. Just have a chat to us out there, guys. We really love it. And, yeah. you know, um, we love interacting with you guys, unless you're a bit of a troll from the dungeon. We're not interested in that <laughs> life. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Trolls in the dungeon. They're back again, Craig. Yes, I know. The exactly, trolls are back. Exactly, mate. Seriously, right. I'm just going to just hit you with my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> just for- what would you call? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> gracious. This Sorry, a- guys. Hey, I'm a this- bit... I'm a bit wacky. I've been on morphine this week, hey. Oh, uh, at the hospital, whoa. I was on morphine. It was just crazy. This is not a visual medium, but I wish people could have seen <laughs> your face then, Craig. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, Sorry, guys. For, 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 my, <laughs> for more nut-slapping adventures, tune yeah, in next week. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. From I'll bring the- out my left one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one the size of a giant telephone. Yeah, exactly. They're they're not consistent in their nuttage. <laughs> Goodness I might need goodness. to see a doctor. This is a descent into madness. <laughs> it is. It is, man. It feels. There's, there's no. There's no through line here whatsoever. <laughs> I don't even know what this has to do with anything. <laughs> but I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm, just... I'm not. But. From all of us here at pod, from first to last pod. podcast, <laughs> from all of us here at the the Nut Slap Podcast, <laughs> that's a great podcast name. I fucking love that name, the Nut Slap Podcast. That's all. Good. The Nut Slap. Well, That'd be awesome just to sit and talk and shit and call the Nut Slap. And just talking. There we go. Listen, if you guys want it, hit us up. Yeah. We'll just have a random non-film related chat. Yeah, we just called the Nut Slap. The Nut Slap. <laughs> 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 oh my god, I can't believe it. Um, well, guys, we love you, dude. <laughs> we love I you. Don't know. We love you. We, all, we, we, you know us. We always get like this towards the end of the episode. Yep. <laughs> we have dragged this on long enough. Yeah, we dragged Thanks, this on Craig. long enough. Hey, look, look at us go. We got to one hour and ten minutes. Yay! Yay! You're welcome, John. <laughs> Just twenty minutes of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it's a real parallel for Joe Carnahan's yeah, filmmaking. Is Got some balls. It's got some balls. I'm getting serious now. So, <laughs> it's yeah, got balls. It's got balls. It's doing Sometimes great. Sometimes you can throw a little nutty humor in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And? And testicles. Sometimes, <laughs> well, sometimes his filmmaking is slick. Just like a shaven <laughs> A pair of testicles. Shave pair of testicles. Slick. <laughs> Jesus. I want to shave my testicles once, and that was one of the worst things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Really? Ser- oh, it's fucking hard because you have to stretch the skin out. You have because you obviously because it's it's cringly, so you have to stretch the skin and you shave. And seriously, within a day, man, it's fucking itchy. It's itchy because you're getting the, you're getting the little bits back. And seriously, and it's rubbing against it because I've got big and they're rubbing against the thighs. And man, seriously, it's hot. It's itchy. It's one of the most painful things to do. I don't know how anyone's ever shaved who does that on a natural thing. It's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong Don't get me wrong I, I keep a clean garden But I, I, I've never gone Fucking scorched earth Ever again <laughs> <laughs> I keep a clean garden <laughs> You You tri- <laughs> You trim the awning over the toy shop, Craig. Where, where are we now? Tom? I don't know. Where where are are we? Like, thanks for tuning what in. What have is... I become <laughs> my sweetest friend? <laughs> Back to Johnny Cash. I love it. Woohoo. All right. Thanks, guys.
We'd love you beating along for the journey. <laughs> Season four's off to a bang. bang. Uh, off to a slap. <laughs> <laughs> so we love you being along for the ride. <laughs> thanks, um, guys. thanks to everyone. Thanks to Craig for just taking <laughs> for it just there. taking him to a place he didn't want to go to. Yeah, we really <laughs> appreciate it. Um, tune in next week. We're talking NARC. And from all of us here from First to Last Podcast, I'm Jeff Reed. <laughs> Craig, we'll catch so, you next catch week. Catch you next time. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha